0: Hi, sasriya kaal, namaste, adab and welcome to my podcast, the Mindfulness with Yogini podcast, episode 11. I am the podcast producer and host, Aarti Kokreja, and today we will discuss acceptance. But before that, I want to share that the Mindfulness with Yogini podcast is now the 20th most listened to podcast under the mental health category and the 69th most listened to podcast in the health and fitness category across india on apple podcasts we are so immensely grateful for this for our lovely growing community the loyalty and love we have received for this podcast very unexpectedly Thank you all so much. I'm grateful, humbled, and extremely excited to keep working harder on my podcast to bring you mindfully curated content that might help you in your daily life. Additionally, I've also been featured on the Unheard Stories podcast. So please go to listen to it after this. It's available on all audio platforms. A quick mention to our podcast collaboration partner and their wonderful company, Beyond Milk. A young venture started by Janvi and in October 2020, which is a result from age-old Vedic texts blended with today's needs. We aim to redefine the way bull and cow-inspired products are made, thought, and consumed. By being a patron of Beyond Milk, Awareness about sustainability and conservation of bull and cow will spread to further build a community of individuals and institutes striving to live sustainably. For more information, do go to beyondmilk.co.in. Thank you, Beyond Milk, for this collaboration. I will discuss their relevant products in this and other podcasts to come. So do listen on and stay tuned. Now let's discuss the topic for today which I will start off with a personal experience of my own. While I'm fully aware, as you are too, that we all have our good, bad, and ugly, and we do struggle to accept the darker shades of us, but many of us don't even know or even believe the good qualities and strengths that we possess. I remember a few years ago when I saw myself in the mirror and I did not like what I saw. I believed all the critical voices in my head and I made myself believe that I was no good. I had a fierce will to change, but no love towards myself to be consistent about it. And even though I tried incredibly hard to overcome challenges, I could not see the reality and growth of my journey because I kept playing the vision of who I used to be in my head over and over again, unable to see how much I have grown, evolved, the potential I have, and also believe that I am enough, I deserve acceptance and love. Fortunately or unfortunately, I started to project this onto other people by loving them to fill the void that I wasn't giving to myself, which is also known as people-pleasing. I was going lengths in boundaries to ensure that others were really happy and comfortable, never asking myself, was I? I had no boundaries in giving and tending to others, even if it drained my energy, depleted my time, and even decreased my resources. One day, a ruthlessly honest friend said, hey, whatever you do is on you. No one asked you to do this. You give a hundred on ten and that's on you and your choice. But I can only give three on ten. And for me, that is my ten on ten. Because I can't invest more and I can't give more. And in that moment, I realize what she said was right. Why was I firstly willing to give others so much love and unconditional nurturing while not even accepting and loving myself? And secondly, why was I trying so hard to gain that acceptance by overgiving? The answer was simple. I did not accept myself for who I was in the past and who I was in the present moment. I did not accept that I had grown and evolved and didn't need to please anyone to feel accepted. I had to then take a look at myself in the mirror, body, brain and mind and accept everything just the way that it was in that moment. While it was a continuous, constant struggle and process, but I'm definitely better for it today. In the sense that I don't just accept myself, my shortcomings and strengths, but I'm proud of them. And I try to work hard each day and each time I receive critical and constructive feedback to become a better version of me. And I even accept compliments. This gave rise to being truly accepted just the way that I am. Funnily enough, I realized that in this journey of self-acceptance, I also attracted people who accepted me just the way that I am. And with considerable work done on myself over the years, I attracted someone who very confidently said, I wouldn't change a thing about you. You don't have to improve in any way, in my opinion, because I accept you just the way that you are. And in that moment, I felt like I was talking to my mirror and that special person truly accepts me just the way that I am. He has even gone beyond himself to encourage and support me, challenge me to grow. And in fact, has also been the sole reason I started the Mindfulness with Yogini podcast in the first place. So a huge shout out to him for always challenging me to grow and evolve. He's kind of the additional neuroplasticity that lives outside my brain, helping me grow, adapt, change and evolve. So thank you. You know who you are. Receiving this kind of acceptance is why I wanted to share this episode with you. So let's get into it now. Let's now first look at what is even acceptance? While it can be quite rare to find yourself in a place where you feel totally accepted by yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, or other people, their actions and behaviors towards you, acceptance in human psychology is a person's assent to the reality of a situation. Recognizing a process or condition often a negative or uncomfortable one, without attempting to change it, resist it or protest it. Eckhart Tolle, a spiritual teacher, defines acceptance as a surrender to the now, response to any occurring in any moment of life. To simplify, acceptance means allowing unwanted private experiences such as thoughts, feelings and urges of oneself to come and go without struggling with them. In fact, sometimes trying to change our negative thoughts and emotions can cause even more psychological harm. Accepting them just the way that they are allows us to let them go. Acceptance of what has happened is the first step to overcoming the consequences of misfortune. Acceptance helps in clearing the path to liberation, which leads to inspiration which further leads to change hence it is not a form of weakness in fact a source of power and strength so a human being on this planet in a very practical life has to have three parameters of acceptances the first parameter is the self the second one is others other people in our lives be it our family friends people we work with people we engage and interact with more socially or even people we engage and interact with in an informal but definitive environment and the last one is accepting situations situations which you have control over situations which you have somewhat control over, and situations you have absolutely no control over. So let's discuss all these three parameters a little bit in detail too. The first one being self-acceptance. Self-acceptance involves recognizing, embracing, and valuing oneself as a whole, including one's strengths, weaknesses, and imperfections. It is about having a positive but realistic view of oneself without excess self-criticism or judgment. Self-acceptance allows oneself to acknowledge our limitations and mistakes while nurturing a compassionate and non-judgmental attitude towards ourselves. It involves understanding that personal growth and self-improvement can occur while still appreciating and accepting ourselves as worthy and deserving every single moment. Acceptance of others Accepting others entails embracing individuals for who they are, including their differences, unique qualities, and the diverse perspectives that they bring to the table. It involves recognizing that each person has their own journey, experiences, and beliefs. Acceptance of others means letting go of the need to change or control them to fit our expectations or desires. Instead, it involves cultivating a compassionate, empathetic, respectful and env- an environment of understanding even when we may not fully agree with or even comprehend the reasons behind their choices and actions. Accepting others promotes healthy relationships, fosters inclusive communities and allows for meaningful connections, which in today's day and age is absolutely the need of the hour. Now let's talk about accepting situations just the way you are. Accepting situations means acknowledging and coming to terms with circumstances and events that unfold every single day in our lives. It involves recognizing that there are factors beyond our control and not everything is going to go according to our plan or desires. Acceptance of situations requires letting go of resistance, denial or constant struggle against the realities that we face. It does not imply passivity or resignation or surrendering, but it rather means finding a balance between proactive efforts to improve the situation and the ability to adapt and find peace with the things that we actually cannot change. Accepting situations enables us to focus on the energy of problem-solving, growth, and finding new opportunities within a new context. Acceptance of situations that we can and cannot control is a very important aspect of our emotional well-being and resilience. It involves understanding and recognizing that the boundaries of our influence are limited and that we have to learn to navigate and respond to different circumstances by adapting effectively. Let's now talk a little bit about acceptance of the situations that we can control. There are situations in our life where we do have a certain degree of control or influence. Accepting these situations involves that we take responsibility for that and for our actions and make conscious choices and work towards those desired outcomes. It requires self-awareness to identify areas where we can control and the ability to make these kinds of changes. Acceptance of situations we can control is about embracing personal agency, taking proactive steps and being accountable for the consequences of our decisions and actions. It involves understanding that our efforts and choices can have a very serious, direct and propelling impact on the outcomes that we seek. Let's look at some examples of this. While you might at work put in a lot of hard work in creating an excellent presentation to impress your clients, which is completely in your control given your knowledge, skills, expertise and experience in that matter, the client might eventually not buy into your idea, product or services. So what is in your control is making the presentation the best presentation that you ever could. And also understanding right from the onset that the outcome is not entirely in your hand. Same goes for anything else in our lives, such as love. You might love someone and give them everything they seek and desire. But if they do not feel the same way or do not put in the same input, chances are you can't do too much about it, except let them go after a fair share of conversations, chances and trials if things don't change. Let's look at acceptance of situations we absolutely don't have control over. There are circumstances in our life that are completely beyond our control. These include external events or other people's actions or even natural forces of life. Accepting situations we cannot control involves us really recognizing the limitations of our power and the non-influence of us in certain specific circumstances. It requires shifting our focus from trying to change the unchangeable to finding ways to adapt, cope and find inner peace. Acceptance of situations we cannot control addresses acknowledgement that certain outcomes or events are outside your fear of influence and learning to let go of attachment to those specific outcomes and expectations. I want to take a moment to discuss something a little controversial. I am absolutely obsessed with Sam Harris and his book free will especially and I am entirely in resonance with his thoughts on the book and his general outlook about uh, spirituality and consciousness. He is definitely a controversial uh, neuroscientist in the community. And this is just my personal opinion that how much can we really even control when it comes to our own thoughts, feelings and urges. We can up to some extent by being mindful and meditating over them by letting them arise and dissipate without judging them and being open to letting them go in a moment's time but the fact is our inner chatter, the monkey mind that we have, our inner critic is always given more fuel to the fire by the thoughts inside us and is on a constant repetitive train like I have discussed in my episode for self-talk and affirmations, leaving us with very little real sense of control of even our own self. I will say this again that with mindfulness, by leading a mindful, more conscientious, more aware life, we are able to uh, overcome this and have a little bit more control over the thoughts and feelings and urges that arise momentarily and uh, without our direct and conscious permission. But uh, we're still going to be triggered by thoughts, or feelings, sense, bodily sensations and urges that arise out of nowhere. And we will see the same in other people as well. And while we can't control their thoughts, feelings, actions, and behaviours at all, we can have some influence over them by communicating effectively and mindfully, having a compassionate attitude, and setting healthy boundaries. Let's discuss why acceptance is even important. Experts suggest that acceptance is the healthier option. Tara Brack, who is a psychologist and author, writes, Believing that something is wrong with us is a deep and tenacious suffering. Your experience of yourself largely consists of your emotions, thoughts, and actions. And so learning to accept these actions, even when they seem difficult or undesirable, is a helpful tool for well-being. Accepting ourselves is a fundamental aspect of personal well-being and growth. Self-acceptance fosters a sense of emotional well-being and inner peace. It helps us authentically embrace and express our true self and it helps us positively impact both our mental and physical health and lays a foundation for health and fulfilling relationships with others and acts as a catalyst for our personal growth and self-improvement in fact when we don't accept ourselves others and situations whether in our control or not we foster unhealthy expectations disappointments and of ourselves and others and have self deprecating thoughts and feelings which could lead us to more emotional and mental health issues and challenges so how do we accept Let's first understand that there are five stages of acceptance, most of whom you all would have heard of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But let's closely look at every single one of them so that we can explain in detail what this means and how we go through this emotional journey. And while this is not textbook for everybody's emotional state and journey, it's true for most of us. Let's do this by using an example of, let's say that we had a breakup with somebody and our heart was broken. The first stage is always going to be denial. The denial is where one tends to cling on to a false sense of clarity, they are not ready to accept something and are in denial that it has happened or that it could never happen. This is basically a recipe for bad news because you form a firm perception in your mind of something that is absolutely not true and you start questioning yourself from this place as well. Why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? Am I not good enough? Etc. So if you have had a breakup. You'll go into this denial phase, maybe pretending that it was just a fight, maybe thinking it's a break, maybe thinking it's a situationship, or maybe assuming that the person is going to come back after a while to you. But that's not really healthy because if the person is very clearly called the relationship off, then chances are they do not want to come back to you. The second phase is called anger technically, but it doesn't really mean anger per se. It means having uncomfortable uh, and uh, negative emotions that are um, extremely intense in nature. So someone who does go through this second bout of or stage of uh, acceptance will usually find somebody or someone else to remove their uh, negative state of mind on and or put the blame on uh, whether you put put the blame on your partner for calling it off whether you you really having a bad state of mind while talking to a friend and for absolutely no reason get triggered and go off on them and maybe yell at them or argue with them or you know give them a for. You may feel a range of emotions in the stage. It could be resentment, irritability, you could be upset, you could be low, you could even actually feel anger or rage. This anger manifests itself in the body then creating anxiety, stress, sleeplessness, insomnia, etc. And the feeling of helplessness and injustice that arises within you makes things more complicated and more intense. So, If you take this in the stance of somebody who has broken up with you and you've been through the first stage of denial, the second stage is probably going to feel a void or a loss in your life. Uh, You're going to feel sad that the partner has left you or you're going to feel angry that they uh, didn't even deserve you in the first place. And even though it was their fault, they decided to break your heart, etc, etc. The third stage is bargaining. In this stage, we usually tend to make ourselves believe some deals or negotiate in a way with ourselves to regain some sort of control or alter the outcome of the situation. You may seek a way out or make promises in exchange for a different result. So your brain is extremely good at cooking up stories to convince yourself of anything that happens at all. And this is where bargaining plays an extremely important role. It involves thoughts or statements like if only I had done this differently, or I promised to change if this situation resolves, etc. So when you're in your stage three of your breakup, which is bargaining, you're probably going to tell yourself that this is just a break. This is just... Um, You know, a a very temporary state of mind that the other person is going through and it might lead you to text them and let them know that you might do things better. You might want to apologize and beg them to come back to you. Uh, You might even um, do some irrational Uh, uh, actions or show some irrational behaviors where you are trying to not just convince yourself but you're also trying to convince perhaps your friends who've heard about the breakup that things are going to be okay everything's fine and it's going to be all resolved very soon The fourth stage, unfortunately, is the emotion that comes before acceptance. And while technically it's called depression, let's be very honest, most of us don't get depressed after a breakup. For those who do feel like they are depressed, please do consult a psychologist, talk to a professional so that they can truly help you get into a much more better, balanced state of mind. It could just be that you're feeling sad or you're feeling grief. This involves a deep sense of mourning for the person or an expression of uh, emotion that arises before you understand the reality that the, the person has gone away from your life. So you might feel hopeless, you might be mourning, you might feel there's an empty space or void in your life. The last one is acceptance. This final stage involves accepting the reality of the situation and finding ways to move forward. It really doesn't mean that you have necessarily deeply happy or content with the situation, but as the brain is a deduction machine a problem solver, you find ways to come to terms with what happened, and you develop a certain degree or a large degree of emotional resolution. This kind of acceptance allows us to focus on adapting, adjusting and finding new ways of coping with these new changes in our lives. So in the final stage, perhaps it's 20 days after the breakup or six months or two years. We don't know how long everybody takes. It's entirely uh, uh, exclusive from person to person. You finally start to realize that your partner or your boyfriend, girlfriend is not coming back to you. So you realize that you're not going to be making future plans of holidays or weekends or inviting them out with your friends or introducing to your parents or whatever it is that you all were doing together. That person is going to be missing from all these different situations and realities of your life. So you now start to adapt and adjust and find these new ways to live your life and come into full awareness that you are now, for example, unfortunately or fortunately a single person the duration of all these stages varies significantly from person to person and some individuals may cycle back and forth between these stages before reaching the stage of acceptance and like i mentioned before this is a general framework of the five stages people go through it is not a rigid blueprint for everybody's emotional journey It is although very important to consider three states of acceptances that encompass self, others, and situations. These states are different and aspects of acceptance in relation to oneself, others, and circumstances that individuals encounter on a daily basis. So we're now gonna look at a few ways and how we can accept ourselves just the way we are Even when we are growing, evolving, changing every single day and are always a dynamic version of ourselves. Self-acceptance is essential for our mental and emotional well-being like we've already mentioned before. Self-acceptance is learning to love ourselves inside and out. And it's about letting go about the things that you can't change and appreciating what makes you unique. Embracing yourself and what makes you unique is the first step towards self-acceptance. It's a good place to start to think about the things that make you feel special or ask yourself how these differences may benefit you uh, in the future and how they add value to your personality and the people around you in your life. The next one is to identify your strengths and positive points rather than criticizing yourself constantly for the few negatives where you are finding it hard to improve or have just become aware of it and are still on the journey of improving that. Instead, always accept yourself at whatever stage you are of your self-growth and self-improvement journey. Accepting yourself also means that you should set goals for yourself, plan your day ahead in an effective way. You should learn to celebrate little accomplishments and reward yourselves for it so that you can keep motivating yourself and making yourself feel special for everything that is absolutely wonderful about you. In Taoist teachings, there exists a concept known as wu vi, sometimes translated as non doing or non action. Wu vi refers to a state in which you are aligned with an effortlessness of going with the flow of life. It stems from a recognition that the universe is a field of constant change and impermanence and it's a great reflection of who we are as people too. In fact, sometimes when we are not doing anything and just being, whether it's simply by meditating or just observing nature around us or just sitting still without any kind of distraction, you could come more in acceptance of the thoughts in your head, the physical sensations in your body, the the emotions that rise up followed by followed by the thoughts that come and how they also quickly vanish all by themselves. Consider a few things that you can do to spend quality time with yourself so that you can give yourself the space to take uh, the effort and initiative to accept yourself more. Whether it's taking a warm bath, taking a walk in nature or meditating, it's extremely important that you learn to accept who you really are a huge part about acceptance is seeing yourself as a a body a brain and a mind of constant growth and improvement so always set yourself targets to become a better version of yourself every single day so that accepting yourself becomes much more easier the next one is how to accept others it's normal to wish that others were different or they match your expectations and desires and it's also normal to wish that people were like you or they were more similar to you whether it's socioeconomically, or it is from a perspective of values and beliefs and it's also alright to influence others in skillful and ethical ways but problem arises when we dip into the righteousness resistance fault finding, badgering, nagging, pushing, and any other kind of struggle to other people in order to wish for them to be more like us. Instead, it's extremely important to just accept them just the way they are. And in fact, even look at things from their perspective by being empathetic and understanding that there are reasons and value and merit to their beliefs, thought processes, personalities and perspectives. Acceptance of others has a very huge component lying deeply in forgiveness and forgiveness does not entirely mean that you're agreeing with them or approving them or waiving off your own rights or downplaying the impact of what they did to you, but it simply means that you are aware that everybody makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect. And because you and no other individual are going to be absolutely alike, replica, doppelgangers of each other, there are going to be differences of opinions, actions and behaviors that might not sit well with you. You can always take appropriate actions, however, to protect and support yourself and other people. And you can also just agree to disagree and let people be. The moment we avoid accepting or forgiving people, it becomes a state of mind that we're constantly, repetitively playing in our minds and always wondering why they behaved like that. Why did they say that? How could they do this to you? And you cultivate a more judgmental mind rather than, being compassionate and or empathetic and seeing things from their perspective, or even having a greater vision of not entirely understanding or even agreeing with them, but just letting it go most of us find it very hard you know to live and let live we have this deep need to fix other people and usually this is because we don't feel good about ourselves and we don't accept ourselves just the way that we are and we project these imperfections and uh, triggers insecurities fears onto other people thinking that they will uh, you know uh, be able to project a much a much more complete version to you for you no longer to be disappointed but the truth is the moment you come fully in acceptance of yourself it becomes very difficult for you not to accept others because you see everybody in their beauty and beast that lies within all of us the last one is to accept situations just the way that they are this requires us to let go of our expectations of how things should be and instead allow things and situations to be exactly the way that they are, which could be simply by telling yourself, hey, This is what it is, and there's nothing I can do to change this current situation. I decided to go for a run, but it is raining outside, and the gym is closed. I could do nothing but skip this run today. You could may as well do some sort of workouts at home. But if you truly just wanted to go for a run, then you will be extremely disappointed. And while you can't blame yourself or anybody else, you will blame the weather of the city you're in for raining at the time that you decided to take a run, which is purely coincidental. It's extremely important when something triggering or impactful or rather, huge that has happened in your life to seek social support. Engage in self-care activities that help you cope and reach out to others who will show some compassion and hold space and help you accept the situation just the way that it is to bring a more peace and calm inside you. The next thing is, it's okay if you feel sad or irritable or upset or disappointed or angry about a certain situation which was partially in your control or probably entirely out of your control. But it's extremely important to sit with these emotions, let them play themselves out in your body as physical sensations and states of mind that you experience so that it becomes easier to accept. Eventually acceptance will make you feel lighter because it's as if an extra burden that you were carrying because you were resisting against what really is and what reality and what the truth is. So accepting situations is taking an honest look at things just the way that they are right now in this moment without judging, intervening, over-interpreting, over-analyzing and fixating yourself to this state of mind. Or put adding different layers and feeling like a failure or a victim because of the situation, but quint essentially looking at your flaws and saying, This is my flaw. I agree, I accept, I'm going to work on it by doing A, B, and C. Or these are the things that trigger me about my boss. And when this kind of a situation arises, I will find this three different ways to navigate through this. Uh, discomfort that they cause me or I absolutely do not align with my partner on this specific value so I will steer clear of um, discussing this actively with them or I will discuss them discuss it with them at length try to empathize with them try to look at it from their perspective and live more harmoniously with them or I will simply accept a situation that is completely out of my control like rain on a very sunny day when you had you know maybe decided to uh, throw an outdoor picnic or a party that you're going to reschedule it or perhaps recognize that it just wasn't meant to be in that moment So, I really hope that you are all going to be a little bit more accepting of yourself, of others, and of situations that are in your control, somewhat in your control, or maybe completely out of your control, so that you can live a more mindful, content, peaceful and joyful life. brings us to the end of the episode 11 called acceptance. I hope this episode was able to help you understand what acceptance is, what are the three parameters of acceptance, what and why should we learn to accept, what are the five stages of acceptance, and how we should learn to accept ourselves, others, and situations that are in our control, somewhat in our control, and not in our control at all, so that we can live a more mindful life. Please like, subscribe, rate us, and share it with anybody you think needs to hear a little bit about acceptance today. I will see you next Friday with a new episode about being open to receiving and giving love, or being vulnerable. This is your Yogini, Aarti Kukreja, signing off from the podcast Mindfulness with Yogini.